Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. This is the Voice Coach Podcast for all the tips and tricks on getting the most out of your speaking voice. I'm Nick Redman and I'll be sharing everything you need to know to keep your voice healthy, sounding great and working the way it should. If you're an actor, voiceover, speaker, presenter or podcaster, you're in the right place. Hopefully it'll be a wee bit of crack too. Let's get started. Well, hello there. Welcome. Now, answer me this. Why is it when you're talking in conversation, you never seem to run out of breath, but when you're presented with a long phrase and written down words that you need to record, it's harder to get right to the end without starting to sound like you're a deflating balloon? (laughs) Because that's the voice problem we're thinking about today. Breath capacity and, and getting through those phrases. And apologies if you can hear a dog in the background. My dog will not leave the studio. And that's just the way it is today. So you're hearing breath from me. (laughs) and probably breath from my dog. (laughs) Anyway, first thing to do here is unpack why this happens. Why do we sometimes run out of breath when we have to read words or we have to present or we have to narrate something that we've not written or even something that we have written but we just wrote it a wee while ago? Well, it's sort of simple. When we talk, our brains know the length of the thought that we're going to say. Like it's planned and understands the thought that we're trying to communicate. So it makes sure that we breathe in enough air to get to the end of that thought. Well done, body. That's how it's designed. It takes in the breath that we need to communicate the thought that we want to communicate. Now, when we're saying someone else's words or something that we've taken time to script, nice and written in a good way, that's lots of proper sentences (laughs) that might be a little bit longer, we don't always know where the thought's going to end especially if you're sight reading, you know. So we don't always know how much air to take in. It's a classic kind of miscommunication situation. Oh, flip, there's a tongue twister. Miscommunication situation. Write that down. Anyway, there's a few exercises we can explore to help keep the breath going and encourage the vocal energy right to the end of the phrase. But first, I want to talk a little bit about breath and thought and and why maybe we need to reframe the idea that we even need to get to the end of a big phrase on one breath to start with. So let's remember why we breathe when we speak. We breathe when we speak to fuel the thought. The breath fuels the thoughts. It helps us speak. It's the reason we can make sound. We have our thought and the impulse to speak and then the breath mechanism kicks into gear. The breath comes in which fuels that thought, the inspiration and gives us the means to say the thought, to make the words and then out it comes. It's like the breath is as much a part of the communication as the words themselves, which I think is an important reframe really. Without the breath, the words wouldn't happen, which is important to remember. You're not just breathing so you can make noise, like you're taking in that breath, you're inspiring the breath that's needed to communicate the thought. 
and the thought is the important thing here, not the breath. Weirdly. So do we need to get to the end of a thought on one breath? Well, maybe, I suppose. And I've got some exercises for that to share with you in a moment, but let's remember that, actually, it doesn't really matter if you get all the way to the end of the thought on one breath. It just matters that you get to the end of the thought full stop. I think the pressure of us thinking we must get to the end of a sentence on one breath is actually a hindrance. When I chatted to Barbara Houseman in episode 59, which was great, by the way, so catch up on that if you're new to the podcast, she reminded me of this and she said this, which is great. It doesn't have to be one breath. You just have to know it's one thought. You can breathe in the middle of thoughts as long as you have the thought in your head and the intention of that thought keeps going. Because thoughts are meandering and sometimes long and often don't make sense until we get them out there, you know, as a speaker of our own words. Sometimes there's no way you're going to get to the end of a thought on one breath because the thought's massive and it just keeps going and it's really important to you and it's impassioned and it's another thing and another thing and another thing. So it's okay to breathe in the middle of long thoughts, I think is the point I'm making here as long as you keep the intention of that thought driving through. Particularly when you're working with someone else's words. You know, if you can understand the shape of the thought and where it's going, and your breathing system is working efficiently, so you're not getting, you know, loads of noisy in-breaths or gasps or anything that take people out of the moment, then you'll be fine. We'll stay with you. You know, we're not going to not listen or, or get upset because you have to breathe. Like, that's ridiculous. A caveat, of course, you know, like I said, if your breathing's really noisy and it needs a bit of attention, you know, if you've got those kind of really noisy in-breaths or a bit of tension in the vocal tract, then that's another issue. And I've got an episode coming up on reducing noisy in-breaths soon, so stay tuned. But back to getting through long sentences on one breath, which is needed sometimes in VO specifically. Um, That is sometimes what's required. So here are a few exercises to play with when you're working on your ability to get to the end of longer phrases on one breath, when the situation requires it. They're all basically about familiarising yourself with the thought lengths and the structure. So, number one, lip trill through what you've got to say. So, say there's a big phrase and it's really long and you can't seem to get the breath to get all the way to the end of it and you're getting a bit stressed about it. Do a wee lip trill all the way through or a tongue trill. So, I've got a book here. Um, Pick a random book off my shelf, this one. So, there's a sentence here. In semi-supine, take a little stretch and wiggle to get some energy moving through your body and then roll over onto your stomach. So if you were couldn't get through that and you were running out of breath, you would then lip trill the syllables. So what you do there is you're familiarising yourself with the length of the thought. You know, instead of just trying to take a bigger and a bigger breath and then saying the words and keeping getting yourself sort of tense and anxious that you're not getting all the way to the end, just stop, breathe out, take the phrase, lip trill the syllables through. And what that's doing is showing your brain how much breath you need to get through it. And the lip trill is a kind of higher energy use of breath in a really safe environment. So often the lip trill will require more breath than you actually need for the sentence anyway. So you'll probably get to the end of it with 
breath to spare. So that's tip number one, or exercise number one, I suppose. Next one is a little bit more image-based. So if you're a bit more imagey and less kind of uh, practical, then try this one. Um, I think it's called the book on the shelf exercise or the shelf exercise. So what you're going to do is while you're speaking, you're going to hold a hand down by your side as if you've got something in your hand. Now I'm miming that I've got a book in my hand, like a holding a book in my hand down by my side. And I'm going to imagine as I'm saying my sentence that I'm lifting this book slowly up as I talk. And by the time I get to the end of the sentence, on the last word of the sentence, I'm going to mime setting the book on a shelf. So what you end up doing is you have a physical action that continues all the way through the line, which encourages the breath and the voice to keep going and keep going and keep going. And then you finally punctuate the end of the line and your mind is brought to the end of the line because you're setting the book down on the last word. So it's a body voice connection kind of exercise. It's a really useful one and it does help keep you focused throughout the whole length of the phrase. It also really helps with if you sometimes drop off into fry at the ends of sentences, vocal fry. Um, It really helps keep that energy going. Final exercise you can try, similar to the book on the shelf but a little less image-based, is that you are just going to click after you say the last word in the sentence. (laughs) So you'll say your sentence and when you get to the end, you'll say the last word. And then after the full stop on the page, you're going to click. And again, that's an exercise that works because it's based on you thinking past the end of the line that you've got to say. So instead of taking a breath and kind of unconsciously or, or consciously thinking, oh God, this is long, this is long, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to the end. Will my breath continue? Will my breath run out? You're actually just aiming for the end of the line. And then when you get to the end of the line, you give yourself a little click as a yay. I did it. <laughs> so it's just about reframing the desire to get through the end of the sentence. For me, it sort of feels like If I'm just trying to get through a phrase and pushing to get through it, then I start, well, pushing and reaching for the end of the line for no reason. Whereas if I'm reaching for the end of a line because I know there's a thing happening, then what that does is just make me feel slightly more organised and focused about wanting to get to the end of the line. (laughs) I was deliberately trying to make that really long there (laughs) to, uh, to get myself through it so I can have a nice click. And then you start doing it and you can't stop doing it ever. And then your family starts saying, please stop clicking. Why are you clicking all the time? And then you say, sorry, do you want a cup of tea? And your husband says, please stop clicking. And then you get a divorce. (laughs) Okay, that's too dramatic. Please only use it when you're doing your speaking. Don't use it day to day with your family. So there's three exercises. Now, you can also use this familiarity with the phrase lengths to help you find the right place to breathe in the middle of a thought. You know, remember what Barbara Houseman said there. No, it's one thought. So you might stop for a quick breath in the middle of the thought, but the intention of the thought keeps going throughout that pause and refuel moment. And if you feel like all this talking about breath or working on breath is getting you a little bit caught up or the breath feels like it's getting stuck or it's pushing or whatever, remember the Axid Method breathing mantra. If in doubt, breathe out. Just let it go. And thank you, Linda Hutchison and Ron Morris for that gem. Anyway, she says, allowing space for a breath out (laughs) and a breath in 
I'm actually doing a lovely breath workshop at the One Voice conference this week in London. So if you are a voiceover and you're going to the conference, uh, do join me for that. I'll stick a link in the show notes so you can join in. But also, lovely voice friend, I've been developing an exciting thing that I'll be telling you about soon via my newsletter. Whee! It's a cool thing that you'll be able to have in your hand to play with. (laughs) So make sure you're on my newsletter list to hear all about that. You can do that via my website, nickrebbinvoice.com. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. It's going to revolutionise your warm-up process and help make your voice prep kind of really varied and fun and a little bit interactive and gamified, I think is the cool word they use these days. All right, so get on the list and I look forward to chatting to you again in a couple of weeks. Lots more to come. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Voice Coach Podcast. To get the most out of your voice, come on over to our free community on Facebook, The Voice and Accent Hub. See you in there.